0: When you're Almost Famous, you just might find yourself live on air on W.A.T.D. Hour 2 of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to Almost Famous on 95.9 W.A.T.D., the second hour, which means we are live in studio on the Tiny Stage tonight, brought to you each week by Tiny and Sunsquass. Almost famous, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from all across New England. My name is John Shea. Tonight, we're on the Tiny Stage with Lauren Weintraub. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Of
0: course. Am I pronouncing your name correctly?
1: Yes, you are. Okay.
0: (laughs) Never sure. (laughs) Not
1: many can, so kudos to you. (laughs)
0: Awesome. So uh, introduce yourself. Tell us who Lauren is.
1: Yeah, so I'm Lauren. I just turned 20, which is weird to say. Um... But I grew up in Sudbury, Massachusetts my whole life, and um, I started writing songs when I was in high school, and I just moved down to Nashville about a year and a half ago to go to school, and now I'm in Nashville full-time, and I live there now, which is pretty cool to say.
0: Tell us about Nashville.
1: Um, I am just obsessed with Nashville. Someone told me, like, I came back from Nashville over the summer, and someone was like, you reek of Nashville, but... I just love everything about it. There's always something to do and the love for music is just so apparent there and it's just everywhere. You can't really get away from it, so.
0: Awesome. Now, Lauren, tell us how songwriting entered your life.
1: I used to do theater. I The viewers can't see me right now, but I have very red hair. Um, <laughs> so I played Annie many, many times. I totally thought I wanted to just do that for the rest of my life and then I got to high school and I started playing guitar and I... Figured out what songwriting was, and it kind of just seeped into my blood. And I went to Nashville for the first time when I was about 15, and I, I it just clicked. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do.
0: And did I read too that you also did the uh, the Berkeley? Uh, was it a five day or five week program, five whatever weeks. that was? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I thought about going to Berkeley. I applied to Berkeley. Um, I love that school. It's an amazing school. But in the end, I just needed to be in Nashville. It was like a magnet that was pulling me down there, so yeah.
0: Awesome, well, you brought the guitar. Can we hear a song?
1: I did, yes, of course. Um, I'm so excited. So this one, Request of You, um, I wrote my friend Alexander Wren and we wrote it about three months ago, four months ago. And um, it's a special song, I really like this one. It's called The Earth is Flat.
2: Talking in this house, I've been sending you to voice mail. You've been sleeping on the couch. It don't take an hour. I- Like heaven is below us, hell is up above The sky is green, the grass is blue, tomorrow's in the past Oh honey, you love me, and yeah, the earth is flat 64 Is like I ain't even here We could keep on playing Make believe Ignorance is bliss But ain't this misery But on honey tell me That this thing still Like heaven is below us, hell is up above. The sky is green, the grass is blue, race cars don't go fast. Oh honey, you love me, and yeah, the earth is flat. Play and make believe Just ignore Columbus And third grade geography And go on, honey, tell me That this thing's still love Like heaven is below us Hell is up above is black Oh honey You love me Keep on telling yourself that Oh honey You love me Right The earth is flat
0: Lauren Weintraub 95.9 <laughs> WATD very nice.
1: Thank you. Tell us
0: the writing process of how that song happened.
1: Yeah, that song's actually really unique. Um, We started it back in July when I couldn't get enough of Nashville, so I had to fly down for a trip over the summer. And we got the bones of the song, but we both knew something about it wasn't just right. So I came back in August for school again and we got together again for like another five hours to edit it and then again for another like six hours to edit that song and I've never spent that much time on a song before by the end I was like oh my gosh like this is so much work on a song but I feel like it was worth it because there's like not a word wasted in that song which I love about it so yeah, it was a labor of love, but I think it was worth it.
0: <laughs> now, do you write from personal experience? Or are you the kind of person who somebody can just give you an idea and you can just put yourself into the mind of somebody else?
1: I think I do both. A lot of what I started writing and why I started writing was because I wanted to write about boys and people that made me mad. But now a lot of people say this and even I feel like this. I feel like I like lived another life. Because I write all these songs that aren't necessarily about things I've experienced, but I feel like I can really just put myself in that headspace and write it. So yeah, I love running with an idea that might be something I've never been through before, but it's like a challenge for me, which I love.
0: Now talk about co-writing. I know you mentioned that last song was a co-write. Do you find more comfortable co-writing than you do writing by yourself?
1: Yeah. I mean, 99% of what I do in Nashville now is writing with other people, which is weird because five years ago, I'd never even written a song with someone else. So it's definitely gotten way more easy as time has gone by. Um, I love collaborating with other people just because you never know what someone else can bring to the table. And it's really exciting to get someone else's perspective, but it's really important to still write by yourself too, just because, you know, that's your words and your story.
0: Awesome, and I was looking on your website, and you've got quite the list of influences. Could you run down some of the people who you listened to growing up and maybe who you're listening to today?
1: Yes, of course. Um, What I started listening to and what made me want to write songs was a British artist named Lauren Aquilina. That's, like, the first person I started listening to. And um, after that was a lot of Sarah Brellis, who I still love, and I think she's, like, the coolest freaking person ever. Um, And now it's a lot of Laurie McKenna, who I'm sure you know— John Moreland, Sean McConnell, the Brothers Landreth, um, Donovan Woods, just a lot of that storytelling, you know, no words wasted, just real music. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: And also talk about some of the awards that you've won, because I know your your website lists quite a bit of them and they're, they're really impressive.
1: I'm so bad at talking about this. Um, well i was on america's got talent this year which was really fun um they ended up airing me for like an hour and i came back from that and i won this like song contest at school that was judged by like charlie warsham maggie rose and emily weissband which was unreal it was like me and all these seniors and i had no idea how i even got on that stage but they picked my song which was pretty cool um And then I came back this year and my school does like an ASCAP round that I won, which was really cool. I just kind of say yes to everything when I'm in Nashville and see where it takes me and run with it. So Very smart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Knock on every door and see what opens. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's the way to do it. Let's hear another song. What are you going to share with us next?
1: Um, It's exciting because I feel like every song I'm playing you, we're recording right now, which is cool. Um, I'm in the middle of making like a little mini record, Um, so I'm just going to run down those songs and give you a sneak peek of them.
0: I love it, Lauren Wintrep, ninety five nine WATD. The tiny stage is yours.
1: This one's called "Things Break." Um, I wrote this with my friend Ben Foster, and I came in with that title, and I was kind of just explaining how that's just a big life lesson I think as you grow up things break and I'm a triplet so growing up in a house of a lot of kids we broke some stuff literally Um, but as you get older I think it holds new meaning so this song's called Things Break Just a
2: kid playing said you'd be just fine turned 16 and got the keys went too fast swerved off the street you were fine but that fastback didn't make it. You didn't know what the hell to do Your whole life flashed in front of you And you see it clearly now for the first time Nothing's ever perfect. Nothing lasts forever anyway Things break Things break Things break, Things break.
0: Lauren Weintraub, 95.9 WATD tell us more about that song
1: thanks um, I wrote that song again I made two trips to Nashville over the summer because I couldn't stay away for that long um, so that we wrote that one in August and I love writing with Ben he's really cool and I just came in with that title and it kind of fell out in like two hours um, and yeah I don't know I just like the lightheartedness of it and it's upbeat and I write a lot of sad songs so I love playing that one for sure
0: now, you can't just say you're a triplet without elaborating more on oh, that. Tell I'm us sorry. about that.
1: Yes, um, I'm a triplet. <laughs> yep, my lovely mother is an angel for giving birth to triplets, but I have two brothers the same age as me, um, and they go to school here in Boston. So I'm the only one that kind of flew away from the nest, but they're great. Yeah, and I have an older brother too.
0: So Thanksgiving must have been interesting.
1: It was great. <laughs> we were all home. That never happened. So it was really fun. <laughs>
0: Excellent favorite thanksgiving food by the way
1: Don't do me like that Um my favorite thanksgiving food is my mom makes this like sweet potato with marshmallows on top
0: That sounds good It's amazing You should have brought some with you
1: I know I really, we have so many leftovers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As do I. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, let, let's let's talk more about your online presence. Where can people track you down online, Lauren?
1: Yeah, my main place where I kind of put everything now is Instagram. Um, so you can find it there. It's just Lauren Weintraub. Um, and then music-wise, I have some stuff out on Spotify. If you want to be really sneaky, I have some newer stuff that nobody's heard on SoundCloud. Um, but we're making this music right now and it should be done by January or February. So I'm really excited for that.
0: Um, we are rolling up on 920, which means we have to take our first break of the night. But, um, I think you have more after the break, right?
1: Absolutely. All right,
0: let's do it. 95.9 WATD brought to you every Tuesday by Tiny and Sun's Glass. This is Almost Famous with me, John Shea, and more with Lauren. After this.
1: Hi, this is Laurie McKenna, and you're listening to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD.
0: Welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from all across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Suns Glass. And tonight, we are on the Tiny stage with the incredible Lauren Weintraub. How are you doing in there?
1: I'm so good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. (laughs) So remind us again who you are.
1: I'm Lauren Weintraub. I just turned 20. I like saying that now because I literally just turned 20. But I'm a songwriter. I live in Nashville, and I just love writing songs.
0: Excellent. And how about online presence? Where can people track you down online?
1: Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everything. It's just at Lauren Weintraub.
0: And spell Weintraub because...
1: It is a hard one. It is
0: a hard one, yes.
1: (laughs) It's W-E-I-N... T R A U B.
0: Awesome, and you mentioned in the uh, the first part of the show that you're working on a um, you're working on a new record. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, I'm so excited. Um, basically, I just found this great producer, and he was like, "Look, I he works at Blackbird Studios, which is a really really cool." studio in Nashville, and he does the Academy program there, and he was like, look, I need to make a record for my project, and I heard your songs, and I'd love to have you on that, and I obviously said yes, so we did eight songs, full band, live tracking, and it was so fun, and now we're just putting the final touches on it, and it should be done by January, so that's the goal. I'm just really excited, because everything I have out is kind of dated, so I'm excited for people to hear my my newer stuff and what I've really been working on and care about.
0: And you shared the stage with some incredible people. Tell us about some of the uh, some of the shows you've done in the past.
1: Um, I mean, when I'm in Nashville, I just play rounds just to kind of get my name out there and meet people. But in the past, I did open up for Drake Bell and Sean Kingston out in California, which was really fun and a cool experience, especially because I was like 16 at the time. Um, But yeah, it's been a wild ride and I'm kind of just excited to see where everything takes me.
0: Now, from when you first started writing songs to moving to Nashville, what do you think the biggest lesson you've learned along the way is?
1: Oh my gosh, like since I moved to Nashville? Yes. Since moving to Nashville, I guess the biggest thing I've learned is that there's a lot of people in Nashville writing to try to get songs on the radio because they think that's what they need to write. But about six months into moving to Nashville, I kind of realized that wasn't going to work for me because there are other things I cared about saying. So I don't know. I think people people start to turn their heads when they hear something different. And I, I don't think it's... I think it's a waste of time to try to be something you're not. So,
0: Yeah. Very true. Yeah. (laughs) Let's uh, do some more music. What do you have next on your set list tonight, Lauren?
1: Let's do it. Um, I'm going to sing you one I wrote with my friend Jamie Floyd um, down in Nashville. If you don't know Jamie Floyd, you should know Jamie Floyd. She just actually, I don't think her episode has aired yet, but she's about to be on a new show called Real Country, which is like a new kind of like the voice but it's for country music. Um she's amazing. We wrote this song together a few months ago. And it was kind of just at a time when a lot of famous musicians had just passed away and she came in with this idea and she was like, you know, when someone passes away, you can look at it as your first day without them, but you can also look at it as their first day in heaven. And I I was just like, "Whoa, we need to write that song." So this one's called First Day in Heaven. <laughs>
2: A full pot of coffee Woke up early And did your laundry Your brother called Around three o'clock I meant to tell you But I forgot Trying hard to make Today ordinary But the more I try The more it hits me No way around Going through My first day My first day without you The hardest thing I'll ever do How can I be here when you're not anymore? Oh, that's the thing about firsts They can be the best or the worst And today, my. But it makes me smile for a second Knowing it's your first day in heaven Well, I can laugh and I can cry Knowing tears don't work they're in the sky You're happy with no end in sight You're having the time of your life I bet right now you're getting fit for wings There's a silver glow to everything It closes the break in my heart Knowing right where you are On my first day without you The hardest thing I'll ever do How can I be here when you're not that's the thing about firsts, they can be the best or the worst, and today mine is nothing like yours, but it makes me smile for a second knowing it's your first day in heaven. Look out for me and don't ever stop. Just know today might be hard to watch. On my first day without you, the hardest thing I'll ever do. How can I be here when you're here? That's the thing about firsts, they can be the best or the worst And today mine is nothing like yours But it makes me smile for a second knowing It's your first day in heaven
0: Incredible, Lauren Weintraub, live on the tiny stage tonight, ninety five nine WATD. Now, a question for you: um, You you said you co wrote that song. Does the person that co wrote that song with you also sing that song?
1: Yeah, I I have heard my friends say Jamie's played that out, that out a couple times, which is cool. Um, just because I think it's a song that a lot of people can connect with. So,
0: and do you both maybe like interpret it differently when you're playing it live?
1: Oh, for sure. I think. Every time I write a song with someone else, when they perform it live, it's totally different in a great way. Um, but it's cool to see how a song can take its own form when someone else sings it. And Jamie has the most amazing voice in the world, so hearing her sing that song is, like, unreal.
0: So on a similar note, uh, you know, when you say some songs can take on a life of their own, do you have any songs that you've written that might be too personal to share, in your opinion?
1: no. I don't really care. I think that the more personal, the better. I put details in my songs that are real and my friends think it's hilarious, but I just think that's what makes songs good. Um, So in the beginning, I think it it was hard for me to, I always wrote like that, but it was hard for me to share that with people. And now it's like my favorite thing to do because I'm like, that's what people get. You know, people get the stuff that's real, Very true. Yeah, I don't know.
0: And if you write a song about somebody, do you tell them that song's about them, or do you kind of make them guess?
1: Um, It depends. It depends if if it's a song that they would like. Um, (laughs) I think people end up figuring it out. A lot of the time, they don't. Um, I write songs for people sometimes that are, like, really sweet, and I love, you know, sharing those with them, but... I like to leave it up to them, you know, leave it open to interpretation.
0: Now, how do you think your songwriting has evolved since you first started in high school to present day?
1: Yeah, um, I started writing songs because I wanted to put what I was living through into music. And then I think I kind of started writing a lot of like fictional songs, which was fun. Um, So I definitely went through phases, but... Since moving to Nashville, what I really loved about how I've started writing is that I'm able to like take my own experiences and then kinda you know shape them into different things depending on what I want the story to be. But my favorite thing now is just always making sure there's a story because if you have nothing to say, nobody's gonna care. So I don't know, I just, now I always like to make sure that I'm writing about something that people will care about and want to listen to. Um, cause at the end of the day, you know, when you get up to perform a song, nobody has a reason to listen. You need to make them want to listen. So
0: do you find yourself borrowing from yourself? Do you ever write, you know, a piece and say, yes. I, you know, I, this is, I'm not going to finish this song, but then you take that piece and you use that for another song years down the road.
1: Yes, I absolutely do that. I find myself stealing my own melodies all the time. And I'll be like, what is that from? Like, how do I know that? And I'm like, Lauren, you wrote that a week ago. Um, but lyric wise, I put the same little details in some songs sometimes. Um, but I just think it's so fun. And as long as you're stealing from yourself, it doesn't really matter, so.
0: <laughs> now you're acoustic tonight um, and you said the record is going to be full band. How do you interpret your acoustic music to adapt a full band?
1: Yeah, it's it was definitely a big learning experience for me because I've never had a band before. Um, and I kind of loved it. It was really, really fun, and I'm hoping to start playing more shows this year with a full band. Just because it's there's an energy to it that you can't get just acoustic.
0: And also, tell us what's available. You mentioned there's some songs up on Spotify and uh, and um, and SoundCloud. Tell us, you know, what is available, and tell us, you know, maybe some of the history of those songs.
1: Yeah, so out on Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff, I've got a bunch of singles. Um, the most recent ones are called "Kiss and Run" and "So Predictable," and those I did with a producer out in Maine. His name's Carl Anderson. He's a genius. I got to play like every instrument on those songs, which is pretty cool. So you can find those out on Spotify. They're pretty upbeat. I would call them bangers, if you will. Um, And then out on SoundCloud, I just have some newer demos. Um, If you really want to be secret and go find it, there's a new one on my SoundCloud called Working on the Words, which is, I'm just obsessed with it. It's about two weeks old, maybe three or four weeks old. And it's, there's just something about it that I'm really excited to keep exploring that sound because it's really cool.
0: Are we hearing that one tonight?
1: You know, that one is like full, <laughs> it's it's like there's drums and organ and I can't replicate it. So I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Understood.
0: How many instruments do you play?
1: I play guitar, piano, ukulele. I've been dabbling with harmonica in my free time because I think that's so cool. Um, and then, you know, I can play bass and drums, but I want to get better. So.
0: That's awesome. Very cool. Thanks. Is your family musical?
1: Kind of. My parents aren't. My older brother plays piano and my triplet brothers play drums. So the kids are musical.
0: Any like um, aspirations for like a Partridge family type band?
1: I mean, we've we've never done that for some reason, <laughs> but maybe one day we'll all get in the same room and jam.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Maybe, you know, come back to the studio and then do a, a sibling jam. Full band. <laughs> Love it. Speaking of music, let's hear some more. You've still got the guitar in hand. What are we listening to next?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um... Mm. So I went on a songwriting retreat about a month ago, which was really cool, and I wrote this one while I was on that trip, and it's called I Broke My Own Heart. I wrote it with my friends Meredith Roundsley and Daisy Briggs.
2: my parents Mr. and Mrs. You'd stay for dinner Help with the dishes The way you kissed me Hell it amazed me One day I woke up And it didn't faze me But you did everything a man's supposed to do I could blame it on the timing I could blame it on the stars I could blame it on the fire Last week I just had to start. I could pick apart the good times Say there was no spark But in the end I broke my own heart They say all good things Come to an end So I lied and told you We'd still be friends I painted our love into a corner we were short-lived I made it shorter but you did everything man supposed to do I could blame it on the timing I could blame it on the stars I could blame it on I just had to start I could pick apart the good days And say there was no spark But in the end I broke my own heart blame it on the stars. And I blame it on the fire last week. I just had to start. And I pick apart the good days. I say there was no spark, but in the end, I broke my own heart. In the
0: Awesome, very cool. Elaborate, Lauren, on how that song was written, if you would.
1: Yeah, um, we got to spend a week out in the woods (laughs) eating great food, doing yoga, and writing songs. And that was the last day we had to write. And um, every other day we kind of had an assignment of what we were supposed to write, but that day the assignment was just to write a good song, which was my favorite assignment, (laughs) because that's always my goal. And all I had was that title, um, and normally, like, when I have a title, I'll have more ideas with it, but all I had was that title, and it kind of just snowballed, and we ended up writing that in a couple hours, which was pretty cool, um, and it was definitely a special write, yeah.
0: Now, you mentioned that most of the time, you you start with the title. Yeah. Um, once the title is created, do you work mostly with the music first or, mel- or uh, lyrics?
1: I don't know if I'm just weird or like if other people do this, but for me, I like to do everything at once. So like I like to, normally I'll just start playing and then find like a, a melody that goes with it and start like humming gibberish, like, and then until I find lyrics that fit with it. So I kind of like to do everything at once. Some people can only write lyrics and then put them to music. Everyone's different, but...
0: Very cool, yeah, that's awesome um and so the the record that you're working on, do you have an anticipated release date?
1: um not yet because we are still recording, but I know it has to be done by January, so hopefully I can put it out in February is the goal so yes
0: <laughs> excellent and and what what other plans do you have for the future?
1: Oh, big question <laughs> um. My school lets us study abroad, which is really cool. So I get to go to London this summer for a month, which I'm really excited for because I've randomly met a lot of people from London in the past couple of months. And so I kind of want to do a little tour out there, which would be really cool. Um, But I'm in Nashville full-time now, so I'm just writing songs and hoping people will hear them and you know, starting to just really take it seriously. And I want to do this for my life. So
0: one of my new favorite questions to ask too, is um, if Weird Al Yankovic could parody one of your songs, what would it be called? And what song would it be?
1: Oh my God. That's such a hard question. You know what he would probably do? He would probably parody the earth is flat because there are all those memes about the earth being actually flat and people do believe that the earth is flat. So he would probably write a song and he would turn it into the fact that the earth is actually flat and it would be like a flat earthers uh anthem <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're the first person that actually had an answer to that right off the bat and didn't have to think about it <laughs> that's awesome we're in studio tonight with lauren weintraub and lauren share uh, share your online information again with us if you would
1: yes my name is lauren weintraub and you can find me on instagram i've got a website and that'll lead you to everything else so
0: Excellent, and 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 how, what, what 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 will people typically find up on your social media?
1: It's a lot of me playing my guitar, a lot of weird day to day shenanigans, things that just happen in my life. A lot of weird stuff happens to me, so I just talk about it on my Instagram.
0: (laughs) Go put it down in lyrics.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, As we're getting closer and closer to uh, having to take our second break, let's do another song. What are you sharing with us next?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, This song was one of the first ones I wrote after moving to Nashville. It's called If You Were Gonna Leave Anyway.
2: Why'd you have to look at me that way? Why'd you have to tell me I'm perfect? That I'd always be that to you? Why'd you have to be so damn kind? Look me in the eye and tell me that you love me. Why'd you have to make me feel so safe If you were gonna leave Why'd you have to beg me to move in? Why the hell did I agree? Why'd we have to waltz around the kitchen? Why'd we have to act like Fred and Ginger when you'd burn dinner? Why'd we have to build up that? If you were gonna leave
0: and 95.9 WATD. Thank you. Did you bedazzle your own capo, by the way?
1: No. This capo is made by a company called Thalia Capos. They sponsor me because I tagged them enough on my Instagram. They were like, okay, we'll sponsor you. But y- if you play guitar, you need to check them out. They're the bomb. <laughs> They're awesome. It
0: looks it looks incredible. I'm watching through the window, and the, uh, the lights are, are shining perfectly on that.
1: Yes, it's apparently Swarovski. Swar- <laughs> Swar- <laughs> Swarovski Crystals.
0: <laughs> I can never say that word. <laughs> you got to work that into a song title.
1: I know, I know.
0: Excellent. Praise Lauren Weintraub is in studio tonight, and um, share with us your website again, if you would.
1: Yes, it's www.laurenweintraub.com. That's W-E-I-N-T-R-A-U-B.
0: And while you were living uh, in the Boston area, playing around here, did you have any favorite venues that you'd like to play?
1: In Boston, I actually spent my whole summer street performing at Faneuil Hall. Um, So it's not technically a venue. I just set my stuff up outside, but that is like my favorite place to play in Boston. Just because, again, people don't really have a reason to stop walking. Like everyone's going somewhere, but I love just. Being able to be a few minutes of someone's day and meet people from all over.
0: So. Awesome, and I think I met you maybe what two or three years ago at um, Loretta's Last Call.
1: Yep, I love Loretta's. That is where we met. I love Loretta's. Loretta's will always be, you know, the staple venue for me of Boston. I feel like I've spent a lot of time there. So.
0: And then I think the last time that I saw you was um, Labor Day weekend at Club Passim.
1: Yes, Club Passim. I've never played like a headline show there. I would love to one day, but Club Passim is my favorite venue to go listen to music in Boston just because it reminds me a lot of Nashville in the sense that everyone shuts up and listens and it's amazing and it's a tiny room, but it there's just something about it that's really, really special.
0: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, we are nearing our final timeout and our, our final song, but um, do you have your last song planned out?
1: I do. I need to retune my okay. guitar. Okay, <laughs> let's take
0: the break then, and then we'll uh, we'll do the song after that. Perfect. 95.9 WATD, Lauren Weintrub on the Tiny Stage. My name is John Shea. We're brought to you each week by Tiny and Suns Glass. We have more of Almost Famous, the Tiny Stage, right after this. Hey, I'm Carlin Tripp, and you're listening to Almost Famous Radio on 95.9 WATD. And welcome back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from here on the South Shore, into Boston, and across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sun's Glass. And for a few more moments, until we pass the microphone over to Mike Joshua with Americana-Rama. We have Lauren Weintraub on the tiny stage. How are you doing tonight, Lauren? I am so good. <laughs> thank you so much for coming down to the South Shore tonight. I know you're you're in town um, just for a few days for Thanksgiving, yes. but uh, you made the time to come visit us, so thank you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I think what you do is so cool. Thank so. you.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So give us some, one last introduction. Tell us who is Lauren Weintraub.
1: I am Lauren Weintraub. Um, I... You can find my stuff online. I have a website, which is just com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, pretty much everything that a millennial would have. So,
0: And potentially a uh, new record coming out uh, early yes. in the new year.
1: Stay tuned, 2019. It's going to be great. <laughs> and
0: I'm sure you'll be posting updates up on the old uh, Instagram and Facebook and
1: yes. all that good stuff. Yes,
0: sir. Excellent. Um, So tell us um, one last time, maybe your background in music. How did you become a songwriter?
1: Yeah, I started writing songs uh, my first year of high school. I grew up doing theater, but I found songwriting in high school and I just knew that's what I had to do. Um, And I haven't really stopped ever since. So now I'm based in Nashville and I love it there and I'm not leaving. And yeah, I'm just going to keep writing songs.
0: And we have time for one more song tonight. So tell us what the last song you're playing is all about.
1: Yes, this one I actually wrote by myself um, right before I moved to Nashville. So I was still in high school, but it was I was about to move to Nashville. And it's one of those songs, again, I talked about earlier. Sometimes I write songs that aren't really from my own experience, but the stories just come to me. And I had this title on my phone for a really long time, and when I sat down to write this song the story you'll hear in the song just started forming itself. And I it was kind of strange because I've never experienced this, but I just decided to let it happen. Um,
0: and before you play it, uh, just uh, one last question is, when you write a song by yourself before Nashville, do you tweak songs once you get to Nashville or is it more or less one and done?
1: Um, a lot of it is one and done because you get someone in the room for, you know, three or four hours and then that's it. But the songs, I think the songs that end up you know, being really special are worth editing and tweaking. So I always like to call people up and be like, hey, like, let's just like get lunch and then look at this for like just one more hour to see if there's, I'm a perfectionist. So yes. (laughs) Understood. Yes.
0: (laughs) And tell us the name of this final song.
1: This one's called Careful Now.
0: All right. Lauren, thank you again for coming down to WATD and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you so much, John.
2: chapel at 6 a.m. just to see the sunrise on her wedding day and will you woke up in her sheets smelling like booze she curled her hair and put on her shoes just to practice walking between those pews while you were dumbfounded by your fresh tattoo. Have you seen her eyes lately? They're wide and bright and sparkly. That diamond in your pocket is only gonna weigh her down. So, care. trying to hide. So you better stop running from what's true. You let this simmer even though you knew she wasn't the right girl for you. You borrowed her and now she's bleeding. diamond in your pocket is only gonna weigh her down so careful now she's putting on a white dress rehearsing else will say her vows for better or worse she's gonna be yours from here on out so careful Ought to speak right now Cause you don't know how To love her now One, hold that bouquet low Two, walk real and slow Three, stand up straight Spread your shoulders Four, don't trip right now Five, flash that smile Six, look around And no one so careful now she's unzipping that white dress crumpling up her vows for better or worse she's going